Hello and welcome to Every Filipino Podcast. I am your host, Claire. For our first episode, we're gonna talk about citizenship training. Maybe many of you are curious about what is citizenship training, so please stay tuned and learn with me. So, what is citizenship training? Citizenship training is a program wherein it develops our characters to become more mindful of our responsibilities, rights, roles, and duties in the society as Filipino citizens. But before we go on with this topic, let us first discuss who are classified as Filipino citizens. So, under the 1987 Philippine Constitution, in Article 4, Section 1, it states that the following are citizens of the Philippines. First, those who are citizens of the Philippines at the time of the adoption of this Constitution. Second, those whose fathers or mothers are citizens of the Philippines. And third, of course, those born before January 17, 1973, of Filipino mothers who elect as Filipino citizen upon reaching the age of majority, and lastly, those who are naturalized in accordance of law. So now, there are questions about this thing. So what are the modes in acquiring Filipino citizenship? There are two generally recognized forms of acquiring Philippine citizenship. Number one is... Filipino by birth. So, under this, there are two ways. First is the Jusoli or the right of soil, and the Jusagwini or the right of blood. For the Jusoli, which is the legal principle that a person's nationality at birth is determined by the place of birth, for example, the territory of a given state wherein he or she was born. And second is the jus sanguini or the right of blood. It, it is now the legal principle that at birth, an individual acquires the nationality of his or her natural parents. The Philippine adheres to this principle too. So next is Filipino binaturalization, which is the judicial act of adopting a foreigner and clothing him with the privileges of a native-born citizen. It implies the renunciation of a former nationality and the fact of entrance into a similar relation towards a new body politic. Let us now go to the frequently asked question. So, there's this question. I am a natural-born Filipino who was naturalized in another country. Can I reacquire my Filipino citizenship without losing my current citizenship? So, this is the answer. Former natural-born Filipino who has been naturalized in another country who wishes to retain or reacquire their Filipino citizenship may apply for retention or reacquisition of Philippine citizenship pursuant to RA 92225. Can I include my dependents of, for application of RA 92225? So, children below 18 years of age may be included as dependents to your application for RA 9225. So, another question is, I am a foreign national with a Filipino parent. Can I apply for a Filipino citizenship? So, the answer is, foreign nationals who were born outside of the Philippines to a Filipino parent and note that the parents must be a Filipino citizen at the time of the applicant's birth, may apply for recognition as a Filipino citizen without losing the current citizenship of the applicant. 
Let us now proceed to our topic, the Philippine Constitution. So, the present Constitution of the Philippines was approved by the 1986 Constitutional Commission on October 12, 1986. The 1987 Constitution of the Republic of the Philippines was presented to President Aquino on October 15, 1986. It was ratified on February 2, 1987 by a plebiscite. It was proclaimed in force on February 11, 1987. So, there are three things in... Uh, connect, connected to our Philippine Constitution that we will we will discuss today. First is the preamble, the Bill of Rights, and the duties and responsibilities of a Filipino citizen. Let us first go with the preamble. So, the preamble is the first part of the 1987 Constitution of the Republic of the Philippines. Every Filipino must know the preamble and know its meaning by heart. Most students in college who study law and political science memorize the preamble as it is the introductory part of the studying the Philippine Constitution and it is also important to master its words and meaning behind it. Every word in the, pre in the preamble is meaningful. It encourages love and passion for our country, the Philippines. It shows significant messages about our deep roles and responsibilities to every Filipino and the society. And as a free nation, we must act and spend our liberty with responsibility focusing on love of country, peace, and unity. Next is the Bill of Rights. Article 3 of the Philippine Constitution is the Bill of Rights. It establishes the relationships of the individual to the state and defines the right of the individual by limiting and by limiting the lawful powers of the state. It is one of the most important political achievements of the Filipinos. And this one, I believe that every Filipino at least um, 18 years old should know about uh, the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights has 22 sections, and we're not gonna tackle all of that. Let us now proceed to the duties and responsibilities of a Filipino citizen. The prime duty of the government is for its citizen to be served and protected. In return, it shall be an obligation of the entire citizen to do their duties and responsibilities as a Filipino citizen of the country. And the duties and responsibilities are listed below. There are 12. So, first is, defend our country from enemies and invaders. Second, pay his or her taxes willingly and promptly. Third, be loyal to our country, the Philippines. Fourth, take care and conserve our natural resources. Fifth, help our country for growth and development. Number six, keep our surroundings clean. Study well and become a productive individual, that's for seventh. And eighth, obey the laws and maintain peace and order in the community. Next, preserve the Filipino culture and identity. This is very important. And number ten, participate actively in various government programs. Number eleven, vote wisely and choose candidates that can serve the people in our country. Of course, this is the most important number the for voting. And number twelve is respect the rights of others. Additionally, the more important duties and obligations of every Filipino citizen in a democratic society are the following. Number one, to be loyal to the republic. Number two, to defend the state. Number three, to contribute to the development of welfare of the state. Number four, to uphold the constitution and obey laws. Number five, to cooperate with duly constituted authorities. 
Number six, to exercise rights, responsibilities with due regard for rights of others. Seventh, to engage in gainful work. And lastly, to register and vote. Greatest ideal in the life of every Filipino citizen. The greatest ideal in the life of every Filipino citizen must be patriotism or love of country. This is achieved through the exercise of positive nationalism and the defenses of our sovereignty when it is threatened by outside and inside forces. Next to loyalty to God is loyalty to a country, which is sealed by a pledge of allegiance. Such loyalty is neither through compulsion or force, as motivated by certain material consideration. As part of the citizenship training program, let us also go to the topic, vision and mission of a good citizenship movement. So, what is our vision as Filipino citizens? A God-centered, peaceful, progressive, just, and humane society, with every Filipino citizen making his unique contribution to the uplifting well-being of his family, community, country, and the world, by leaving the basic values of the Filipino people as enshrined in the Philippine Constitution. For the mission, to inspire and help empower all Filipino citizens of every age and station in life to live the basic values of the Filipino people to the best of their ability at all times and in all circumstances. Last topic about citizenship training is the Volunteer Act of 2007 or the RA9418. So what is it? It is an act institutionalizing the strategy for rural development, strengthening volunteerism, and for other purposes. So, Section 1 of Volunteer Act of 2007. It is a legislation that recognizes volunteerism as bayanihan, and it lets the government partnership achieve the desired transformation development through volunteerism. This act also recognizes different roles in the different sectors and encourages academic institutions to continuously teach and practice volunteerism. There are three main objectives in the Volunteer Act of 2007. First is, it aims to provide a conducive and enabling environment for the mobilization and nurturance of volunteers and volunteer organizations by setting mechanisms to protect volunteers' rights and privileges and give due recognition to highlight their roles and contributions to the society. Second, it aims to provide the policy framework that shall underscore the fundamental principles necessary to harmonize the broad and diverse efforts of the voluntary sector. Third, to provide an effective institutional mechanism to strengthen the role of the Philippine National Volunteer Service Coordinating Agency or the PNVSCA to perform its mandates and to oversee the implementation of this act. And yes, that's it for today's episode. See you next episode. Bye!